Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right. Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Hoyt, president of Career Crossroads. You have either just found our weekly podcast show or like thousands of others, uh, you have dialed back in for more. If you are joining us on uh, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, if you're listening live, uh, you can use the chat feature to say hi or drop in any questions that you've got there. Uh, I'd like to, before we get in, I'll just thank our sponsors for sort of making this show happen. Me, I'm the sponsor. We don't have any sponsors. Nobody pays to actually be on our show. Uh, we just call people up that are doing cool stuff or who want to catch up, and we just flick on the microphones. And today, of course, is no exception to that. Uh, and as you may have read in the show description, if you have ever wondered uh, what learnings a person may get from being in talent acquisition uh, on the recruiting side and then moving over to the vendor side, and then moving back again to the talent side, then today is definitely going to be the show for you. I want to welcome Brenton Hart. Brenton, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you today? I, I'm, I'm lovely. Always lovely. Uh, it's good to catch up. You, you've been on the show, I think, before. We've had you as a guest, certainly, before. You've been to some meetings. Uh, we have known you uh, at Coke Industries, um, I think prior to that, Molex. Uh, then you, you did a stint at Parker Dewey. And now you're at Train Technologies. So... Brenton, before we kind of just jump all in, I'm going to ask you to give uh, give that escalator pitch uh, on who is Brenton. Well, thank you, Chris. And I just want to say how much I appreciate being here and the whole CXR team. It's really just been a privilege getting to know you over the years and what, what you're trying to do and how it so aligns with some of the industry leaders. Um, so, you know, my role is I'm really appreciative of the opportunities that I've had over my career. I've, I've jumped from not just big cities, but big companies. I've been in New York City, Phoenix, Chicago. Um, in all those roles, um, I was connecting candidates um, with uh, with recruiters and managers. In New York City, I started working in the nonprofit space and doing connecting and preparing candidates with disabilities and from other underrepresented communities um, for Fortune 500 companies. Um, in Phoenix, I got to work at a community college, um, working with um, a lot of a Hispanic serving institution and getting them prepared for the world of work um, in a lot of ways. And then uh, at that time, I took the opportunity to get a master's degree in HR. And I just, from those experiences, just made me fall in love with HR and talent acquisition and just all the functions. And so um, when I moved to Chicago, I had this amazing opportunity to join Molex um, and start working on their, their college team, um, recruiting talent. And I fell in love with early talent and then um, was there for, for a while. And then joined the Coke team as they acquired the organization and centralized the HR practices. And as you mentioned, one of the reasons I'm here is because I then took an opportunity to join Parker Dew, which is a vendor, a really innovative thinker in the space um, who is looking to do micro internships for companies and connect uh, connect early to career talent to opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to um, and companies that they wouldn't be um, companies to candidates they wouldn't be exposed to. Um, and so I was an account manager for them for a bit, um, getting to build those relationships and give that that inside knowledge on what um, on what uh, HR is looking for from vendors. Um, and I and I really enjoyed that experience. But I just 
during that time, I fell back in love with corporate. I fell yeah. back in love with going to going to campus events, being engaged with these multi-dimensional HR teams, and thinking about the business twenty four seven and how do we assist the business in succeeding. And so, took a brief stint at U.S. Bank, and then Train Technologies came over and said, "Hey, do you want to?" Uh, be a senior talent acquisition partner and lead some of our talent acquisition strategies for um, uh, for our technical sales recruiting program. And they just had this amazing model that I just fell in love with. And I, I so right now I'm doing the recruiting strategies for for this for all of Canada, the Western United States, Upper Midwest, um, uh, most of the Central United States. And I, yeah. I just I love the team that I'm on. So and but you're still tied uh, to early career, right? Absolutely, I'm still tied to early career. It's it's the space that I I embrace and I and I, I love the candidates in it and then the enthusiasm and um, showing showing them something that they never thought was possible for themselves. Yeah, well, that's what I think is so interesting about you, sort of your journey, right? As you shared it with us, like you have been early career from the beginning, early career in campus, sort of right from the beginning. I mean, is is there just one element of that that just just gets your heart beating? Is there something about it that just keeps keeps? What is it? Just, just when I'm out. They pulled me back in. I mean, you have a little bit. That's Jerry's second favorite Godfather impersonation. I think. Yeah, great question. So I would say it's 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 constantly evolving. It's you know we've got we've got our for a while I was working with millennials and now I'm getting to work with Gen Z and each person is a little bit different. But you've got these these groups of people who are who are just excited excited to work and find their career journey and hopefully it can be within an organization that you work for. Um, but at the end of the day, you're just you're just trying to get them in a space that they're going to succeed and the business can, can succeed as well. Uh, what I love about um, a lot of the organizations I've been working with is they really focus on development. And so it's not a, you know, some organizations, um, you know, for their business purposes, they need to kind of move quickly. Um, and we're looking at long term re retention of our candidates. I like that. Well, uh, Brendan, do, do you have. Do you have a big takeaway or like a big sort of aha moment from your from your brief stint in the vendor space, right? On that side of the equation, the dark side, if you will. Definitely not dark side. Um, I would say the appreciation that I have. Um, these the, the organization that I got to work with, you know, Harker Dewey. Um, they, you, we're just in that time. We were just constantly being entrepreneurs, pivoting at a moment's notice trying to figure out how to best communicate to a multitude of organizations that we thought that our product could work for and be mm -hmm. a benefit towards. Um, and so we have to tailor it, but also broadly, and then being resilient at all times, because, you know, I, I know coming from the corporate space, we get a lot of notifications about vendors and how we can, and how those vendors can make our life better. And honestly, they, they have great ideas. And it's just how do we strategically think and think outside the box as vendors to help them see the value that we can create for them and also defining our value proposition statement for so, them. So, so did you bring some of that entrepreneurial uh, spirit, some of that flexibility back into corporate with you? I mean, is that is that the imp I think that's what I hear you saying is that there's this wow factor of that being able to pivot being able to sort of, you know, make these changes happen. Are you saying that you, you took some of that and you're bringing it back into early career or campus now in corporate at train? Yeah, I would say so. The, the biggest thing that I think about is how do we use it, it when we start working with vendors and when we start evaluating them for their potential value is how do we 
add to the value that they identify for us. So how can we think outside the box and say, okay, well, they've said that they've used it this way in the past, but can we make it better for ourselves? Um, look at the core piece of what they're looking to do and then, and then promote it and then also use it at a multi multi-level part for our organization. Um, the other piece, um, and this is more particular for my role is, is that I'm, I get to work and recruit technical sales engineers. And technical sales engineers embody all of the same, um, most of the same characteristics that we see from really good vendors. We look at people who are engaged, they're self-starters, they're entrepreneurial, they're relationship managers, they're resilient, inquisitive, um, focused on customer experience, and they love to do research. And good vendors do all of those things. And so now I get to be like, if I was in that space again of account management, how can I you know, what would I have done? And then evaluating that talent from that lens really helps a lot. Wait, Brendan, are you going to go back to the vendor side again? Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I really love my, my position here at train technologies and the, the work that we're doing and the focus that we have on sustainability and diversity, equity, inclusion in our space, and really boldly challenging what sustainability means across the world for an HVAC company. Mm -hmm. It's, it inspires me on a day-to-day -day basis. My, I will tell you, so something you said sort of resonated with me is, is being back on the corporate side and working with some vendors, you have a different perspective. And now you're starting to look at, well, I, I know that they made the product to do this, but maybe, maybe I can use it to do that. And that really resonates with me. Some of my favorite talent, you know, solutions providers were the folks that were a little more flexible uh, with regards to what they'd let the product do or when they listen to other TA leaders and let them kind of put their fingerprints all over it uh, to make a shift in sort of how that product maybe could expand, right? And do a little bit more or that uh, maybe gets a little more uh, niche, right? In that regard too. Is there, um, I tell you with the learnings you've had in the last couple of years, Brenton, is there is there anything that you would uh, go back and tell your three year younger self Right. Just like like at three, if you went back pre pandemic, obviously leave the pandemic stuff out of it. Right. But if you went back, what would you tell yourself three years ago? Um, I would say it, it's, it stems from a long, a long journey of coming coming from all these different spaces and being purposeful. Um, but sometimes in our purposeful journey, we forget to be flexible. Um, and so having those goals that we want of where we want to go, um, but embracing those those different experiences that we each bring to the table um, and that you can find value in each of those um, and then bring that to an interview that you you have with an organization or how do you connect with candidates i use it every single day in terms of where i've lived how i've worked to connect with the candidates um, on a personal level in an authentic way um, but i always keep my priorities in mind um, family intrinsic motivational values. Um, I've moved around the country for my wife every single time. And that's okay. You know, I, you know, this is her journey and um, I'm here to support her. And um, I'm just you know, lucky that each time I get to land on my feet in some capacity, but keep, keep driving forward. I love that. I love that. So, so Brenton, if I, um, let's say I, I'm up and coming, I'm getting ready to graduate college. Um, I'm kind of interested in maybe taking on recruiting and maybe in that college space because of my experience. Like, 
what's a piece of sort of practical advice you might give to someone who's sort of just starting on that same journey you were on, who, who maybe wants to get into recruiting at some level, if not college, but at some level right out of school? Is, is there a piece of advice or wisdom that you would bestow upon them? Um, I would say, first of all, it is resilience. I think for anybody who's taken that time to apply to jobs, it is, it's still, even though there's a talent demand, it still takes a lot of time to get through to the talent acquisition specialists that need to review your resume. And so keep applying to roles. Um, but the other piece is keep, keep learning. There's an, um, uh, contacting people, trying to make your way in the space and understand where you can create value. I always think that your personal employee value proposition is super important for you to understand um, in the way that you communicate with companies and then target the HR spaces that you want to be in and not just to um, focus on one role and realize that when you get into an organization, you can pivot and move and create opportunities for yourself. Yeah. So realizing there's some flexibility, no matter what, no matter what, it, what's that thing, you don't, you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do. You just got to have a direction, right? You exactly. Don't have a you well, just need a direction and go. It all, the journey starts with a single step. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Brendan. You, you got a good heart. You're fun to hang out with. We enjoy talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the show, Brendan. We appreciate you. Appreciate your time today, Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks. Look, upcoming our next CXR book club. It is open to everyone. Uh, that meeting is on April 1st. We're discussing uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. So you've still got some time to watch it if you haven't already. I think it's on Netflix, Amazon, YouTube, a couple of other places, anywhere streaming media. I think we're watching it, most of us on Netflix. Um, incredible legacy. Uh, we'll have some fun talking about that on the first. You can see more on that at cxr.org slash books. Uh, and for our members, we have an upcoming solution showcase uh, with Shaker Recruitment Marketing. And that is where Joe Shaker himself uh, is going to join us and share some of the work that goes on at Shaker. That's April 7th. And on April 13th, uh, you're, you, <laughs> you'll want to join us for our next healthcare recruiting meeting. We know a lot of recruiting challenges uh, sort of cross industries, but we also recognize that some are specific to various disciplines or areas. And we have dozens of healthcare recruiters that are going to join us uh, and share and talk about that then. These and more can obviously be found at cxr.works slash events. Until next week, uh, we'll see you on the community site where we hope you'll take advantage of some pretty significant updates and community enhancements. And of course, you're going to find that out at cxr.works. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.